Paul and Silas. I've heard this story since I was a little girl. There's something about it. Um, I'm not sure why it was such a pronounced story within the story of my childhood. But hearing this story um, and knowing that it was part of our, our lectionary text today brings back a lot of memories. Maybe it's because in this Paul and Silas story, the central message that has been proclaimed to me for many years growing up Southern Baptist has been the story and the nature of salvation. Because within this context, Paul and Silas find themselves in jail and then the earthquake comes and they're all of a sudden they're everyone in the jail is free. And the jailer comes and asks the question, what must I do to be saved? And then of course, Paul and Silas say, believe in Jesus and you will be saved. And not only you, but your entire household. So when you think about this story, there's a lot going on that seems hard to believe. But yet the core of the message is that Jesus saves us. So as I dig deeper into this text and, and start to wonder about um, what's going on in the context here, I start thinking about the beginning of the story. So when Paul and Silas were here in this town, in Macedonia someplace, they found a slave girl who was bothering them because this, she was possessed by the spirit that kept calling them out. Calling them out by saying, these are the people who are of Jesus. And so this woman who was um, a fortune teller or someone that, had, that was a slave that brought a lot of money to her slave owner, um, Paul and Silas had the power to free her from this spirit, and they did, so that she would stop. Well, that didn't go over well because the people got upset. The, her slave owners said, well, now we can't make any money off of her. And who are you guys anyways? You're not from around here. So we're going to throw you in prison. And so they end up there, shackled in the center of the jail. So here they sit in this space after being severely flogged, and they're singing God's praises. We hear of the story of them sitting in the prison, talking about Jesus, sharing the gospel message and singing praises, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if you or I were in this position, would we really think to be doing these things? They didn't know their future. They didn't know where they were headed. They didn't know when they were going to get out, if they were going to be able to move on to the next place where they felt the Spirit leading them to be in ministry. But yet they sat there and they praised. And then this miraculous thing happens around midnight, this earthquake the whole earth shakes and they're all set free. But yet they stay. They don't all run out, Paul and Silas, you know, say, come on guys, now's the time. Let's all get out of here. But they stay in this place. When I think about earthquakes, it makes me wonder, where else in the Bible have we seen these earthquakes? Where else in stories have we heard of the earth shaking. Because when I think about that, there has to be an act of God, right? Um, there has to be something powerful that is happening that grabs our attention, especially in, in these stories in our Bible. And so when I think about that, the earth quaking, I think about um, those moments of Jesus dying on the cross. And in the Gospels, we hear of the earth shaking as soon as he breathed his last breath. 
It's almost as if God is showing God's power that now is the time where Jesus has died and the whole earth is being redeemed. Another time we hear about an earthquake um, is when we think about um, the time in which Pentecost comes, which next Sunday will be our Pentecost Sunday. When Pentecost happens, a lot of things happen, happen at once. You know, the wind is blowing and people are shouting and speaking in different languages and the earth is quaking. Again, evidence of the power of God and in this instance, of the power of the Holy Spirit. So, in this story with Paul and Silas, the earth quakes and God's power enters into their space and things have become different and the people stop and they listen. So reading this story about prison and about Paul and Silas finding themselves there, it made me think about the things that we find ourselves in captured by. Not necessarily a physical prison, but what are the things are we that what things are we kept captive by? You know, each of us deal with darkness. Each of us deal with things that um, drag us down or hold us down. Um, some of us are dealing with very real, difficult life situations. Some of us have family members that struggle with addiction. Some of us have, have um, family members or we ourselves are caught up in the grips of deep despair and sorrow due to grief. Some of us are so imprisoned by our anxiety or our depression or the things that we just do not know how to get out of. Some of us are imprisoned because we're not sure about where to go next in our lives. We can't see a clear path. We don't know what God is leading us to do. And we're really not even sure where we can get out of it, how we can get out of it. We cannot see a way through. We find ourselves in these spaces throughout the courses of our life where we know that we are stuck. But are we always shackled to the ground? When I think about this story of the freedom through the earthquake, through the power and the acts of God, Paul and Silas sat still in that prison cell surrounded by those prisoners until the jailer awoke and recognized what happened and lost his mind in concern that he had slept on the job and let all of these prisoners free. It makes me wonder what encounters happened in that space of darkness where these two people who were led by God to share the gospel message had encounters with others who were imprisoned. They sat with them, they talked with them, they learned their story, and they, they taught them the songs of, of God. They taught them the gospel message, because why else would those prisoners not have just jumped up and left? And wouldn't you? So there's a space in which God inhabits in the midst of our darkness, in the midst of our despair, in the midst of whatever it is that we are experiencing that is hard, that is difficult, that is earth-shattering. 
God breaks in with the power from that earthquake to remind us of the importance of God, to remind us of the importance of our faith, and to remind us that God saves us in those moments. The first thing that jailer asked Paul and Silas once he realized that they were all still there, but right before he fell on his sword, was, what can I do to be saved? How can I be saved? He could have been asking quite literally, how do I protect myself from the fact that I almost lost all these prisoners? You know, there's got to be an authority that's going to answer, I have to answer to, and they're not going to be happy with me because the jail is a mess. Or he could have been seeking to understand what is going on here. How is it that God saves us? The end of the story um, ends in this jailer's home. These relationships that were built with Paul and Silas in these few moments of time. These moments of holy ground where the earth was shaken. And throughout the course of these conversations, this man received salvation, was baptized, as well as his whole household. God's message was proclaimed in the midst of darkness. When we find ourselves in those dark places, when we feel like we are imprisoned by our circumstances in our lives, it's important for us to not forget that we're not alone. We're not alone because God is with us. God's amazing power and message of salvation is more than salvation of our very souls at the end of times. Because salvation happens again and again and again. That saving grace is a process. And when we understand ourselves to be in those spaces where we feel like we are imprisoned, we're not alone because we have friends with us. We have Paul and Silas. We have other believers that are there to remind us that nothing can keep us away from God. And even when we struggle with our faith, and even when we aren't sure of how to go through whatever it is we're experiencing, we need to reach out to one another and remember the promises of grace. Faith is something that we have that we cannot see, just as you cannot see an earthquake. You can see the evidence of one, you can feel its presence, but you cannot physically see it with your eyes. And that is the same with God's power and God's grace. So let us remember that, to carry one another through and to continue telling the good news of Jesus Christ.